No Woody uh, opening today. We're just going to jump right in. Here we go. Thanks, Jack. Welcome back to Little Hops of Horrors podcast. I am John. As usual, today we're going to do The Ring from 2002, uh, sitting at 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Google users looking at uh, 74%, so not you know the highest rated film that, that we've done so far or that we're going to do, but uh, you know, respectable numbers nonetheless. Um, we're going to do some beers from Italy today. Also, I'm going to try not to butcher their names, but we got... Uh, Nastro Azuro uh, <laughs> from Peroni, and we got uh, Bira Moretti from Bira Moretti. Uh, they're both lagers, both Italian lagers, just some beer flavored beer, nothing crazy. Um, both sitting, believe it or not, at 3.16 on Untapped. So, you know, uh, I guess it's not a huge hit with the beer nerds, but then again, they don't like uh, they don't like all the beers that got us here. So, anyway, we're doing the ring, right? This movie was. Uh, I remember it uh, being pretty creepy uh, when I was when I was in high school, um, and for some reason it it, it just kind of stuck out as one of these early icon or early two thousands like uh, iconic films. Um, and I, I always get it like not confused with The Grudge, but kind of like for some reason my brain thinks it's like the same movie. And uh, obviously, obviously, there's a there's a T in that now. Um, obviously, it's not. Uh, but the premise of the movie is there's a, you know, VHS tape and, uh, you know, kids, if you don't know what a VHS tape is, why don't you go Google it and you'll see what it is. Um, that when you watch it seven days later, you're dead. And it's not always her that kills you. Well, you never really know. You're just dead. Uh, the people that, that do encounter this. So, um, yeah, we're going to jump right in here. I'm going to take a sip of this Peroni let you know what it tastes like. And, uh, Tastes like beer. Um, definitely doesn't taste like the lagers and stuff that we have over here. Um, there's a funny taste there. I can't figure it out. But um, yeah, whatever. You know, it's it's very drinkable, very easy to uh, to sip on here. And let me get one more sip, and we're gonna jump in. Okay, what the whistle? What the whistle? Uh, this is the first one, first episode, and I don't know how many weeks that I've been able to record during the afternoon instead of having to do it at eleven o'clock or eleven thirty at night. You know, after waking up at five thirty and going to work all day. So I have a little more pep in my step, but regardless, got some drinks with uh, some friends after this, and I got some some dinner plans. So we took the low ABV route on the beers. We're only doing two. Um, yeah, so I got to make this one a little faster, and uh, we're gonna hit the ground running here. So. Movie starts with a couple of girls just hanging out at a sleepover, you know, talking about, you know, I can't believe Billy did this and slept with this girl or kissed this girl or whatever it was. And um, it comes up that there's a there's a VHS tape, you know, that, um, you know, apparently kills people. And it's I mean, you've been around, with, you know, your friends and stuff or you, at a sleepover, you kind of get bored of the small talk and then you start getting into these like spooky things, these urban legends or whatever it is. You know, there's a boogeyman in here, whatever, you know. Bloody Mary. Remember doing that as kids? And it was always with your friends. You never obviously did that with your parents. Um, maybe now you do it brunch. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so the, the one girl brings up, you know, the, the scary VHS tape and the other one kind of stops in her track. She's like, uh, we watched that last weekend. And, you know, it kind of plays on like, no, no, no. And some weird things happen in the house and, but nothing, nothing crazy. And it just jumps right away. So it, 
I'm going to try to do, you know, the review as best I can, but this movie jumped around like really quickly. Like the first probably half hour, a lot of stuff is happening. You're, they're throwing a lot of information at you very quickly. Um, and then like the last hour and a half takes forever. Uh, and that's the last two days. So the first five days of this movie move very quickly in the last two days. I mean, literally take longer than two days, I think. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so we jump into the, uh, to the next scene and it's this mom and, uh, you know, you can tell that she's just kind of like a shitty negligent. She's like a young mom who like, doesn't want to be a mom. Cause she's always like, quote unquote, so busy. And the kids like the, like one of the ones from shameless, you guys ever see that show where they're all kind of like really independent and grown up for their age. Cause they have to be, cause it's like survival. Cause they have a shitty parent. Um, this Rachel chick who's played by Naomi, 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 Naomi Watts. Um, I don't know why I tripped over that. Uh, see, regardless of how much sleep I get, I still trip over my words and, and, and get caught up on stuff. So maybe I need another sip of beer. Ah, that's better. Anyway, um, so you're introduced to, you know, shitty mom of the year. Uh, the kid's awesome. Her son is like so great in this movie. He's just like real cool laid back, very intelligent, just kind of like a, yeah, mom, I get it. I'm on my own for dinner and you know, whatever it is. Like, he's just so used to being neglected and he's just like, well, that's my life, you know, like Debbie Downer or whatever. Um, and, uh, they end up going to, you find out that, uh, the girl that did watch the film, uh, in the opening scene of the movie, uh, she did die and they won't have an open casket and nobody knows why. And I can't believe somebody like, it's kind of messy, the storyline, like it's just, you know, they keep putting things out there and, and they don't really like tie it up really well. And the acting is fucking atrocious. I will say like, it's really, really bad. They're at this, um, you know, I don't know if it's the actual funeral or if it's like that, not an after party, wake. Yeah, definitely not an after party wake. That's what they call that. I think where, uh, everybody gets together at the one house and they're talking and she goes outside and uh, Rachel does. And she's hanging out with these like teenage kids. And she's like, don't worry. I'm like, cool. I used to smoke weed too. And they're like, right on. And she overhears the one kid saying like, yeah, her boyfriend died too. Same time. You know, he just rumor has it. He threw himself off the balcony and killed himself because she died. And so this piques her interest and everything. And she's a, she's a reporter. You come to find out. And, um, it's it. I'm trying to remember what do, what do we have here? How did she even find this fucking? Oh, so she does some like detective work, and she like looks at. She's going through her like her niece's room and and looking at pictures and all this stuff, and she's like, "Hmm, who are these kids?" And then looks up and sees their obituaries, and then pieces together where they were staying. Like this, it happens so quickly, and apparently she's like a fucking literal detective from you know I don't know true detective. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of a better, you know, analogy right now, but she just, you know, she's such a shitty mom and, uh, you know, she's, she's just jumping through all this stuff, goes to this hotel motel or not motel. What is it? The cabins are like cabins. And there's like a creepy dude and he's like trying to play magic tricks. She's like, cool. Well, I just kind of want to get this cabin here. And do you know anybody that was staying here? And, He's like, yeah, these four kids and they didn't pay and they suck. Anyway, is this your card? And it's just a lot of this acting feels so forced. You know, it's just, I, I don't know. And, and I'm trying to stay, stay with it here. And she walks over and she sees one mysterious videotape and she gets it. 
gets to the cabin. Now she hears <laughs> we as a society, as as like a people, as a species, like literally fucking deserve, I think, everything that's coming to us. We have all these ridiculous warning labels on everything like, hey, don't do this or you'll die. And the fact that we have to put that on there, <laughs> you know, is is a little insane. For reasons like this, there's a movie out there that's killing people. And she's like, I want to see it and just make sure. And sure as shit, she watches it at this creepy ass cabin. She gets a call and uh, seven days. That's what she hears. And she freaks the fuck out. So what would you do? What would you do if that happened to you? If, if you, you know, you're like, would you be scared? Would you be a little worried? I mean, I fucking would be. But I'll tell you one thing I wouldn't do. I wouldn't call my fucking friend the next day and be like, hey, come check out this video that may or may not kill you in a week. Um, I think it's going to kill me, but I want to make sure that you watch it just to see. So here comes Noah. <laughs> Old Noah, her, her, ex, uh, her ex-hubby, whatever. And uh, our boyfriend, they never really, they never really like clarify. They just make it super awkward and weird. And the, the interactions in this movie are just very, I don't know. It just, if you can't tell already, we're 10 minutes in. I wasn't a huge fan <laughs> of this movie. It just, it's kind of messy. I could see why it's sitting at like 70. There's some good creepy factors towards the end. Um, I'll go ahead and tell you now. It's probably like a six and a half out of 10 for me. Rewatch value, not We'll talk about it later. Anyway, so Noah's introduced now, right? He's the he's the quote unquote love interest, and there's like this weird interaction between him and the uh, his you know the kid her 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 son who right after she watches this video. Well, first of all, it's like in the middle of the week. She goes and stays at this cabin, and her kid's not there. Where the fuck is her kid? She just bails on her kid so she can go watch a movie in the middle of the woods, and because she's doing a story. And uh, comes back, and they never say that there was, like, a babysitter or anything like that. It's just, you know, oh, time to go to school. Hey, Mom, I packed my lunch. Everything's good. Well, I'll see you later. And uh, she's just in there, you know, with her little coupon clippings of newspapers and all that stuff and trying to piece together some story. And, you know, they just, like, this kid, I felt so bad for him the whole movie because he's, like, so nice. And um, her parents or his parents suck. Oh, anyway, <laughs> um, she brings Noah over, who's like a video camera, you know, regular camera, uh, like expert. And he's like, yeah, just a shitty student, student film. And, uh, yeah, probably, probably not nothing to worry about. I think you're okay. I don't buy into it. She's like, do you know me to overreact? He's like, no, then take me seriously. It's just, just, it's ridiculous. So she follows another lead. The girl that was with her niece on the night of the um, the night of the incident uh, is now in a mental institution. <laughs> so she goes and says, hey, uh, this is like five days later, right? The, the time period of all of this happens within like two weeks. So this girl just gets committed, right? She's all fucking strung out. She, you know, she just saw her best friend dead or whatever it was or saw her die. However, you know, they don't really go into it. And. She's like, hey, uh, I know this was really traumatic, but can you tell me about the worst moment of your life? You know, the moment specifically that landed you in here. I know you don't know who I am or anything. <laughs> and uh, I like the comeback here. Old Becca, who's the girl you know, from the sleepover. She said, uh, you'll see. 
You'll see in four days, she's coming for you. And uh, yeah, sure as shit. She's already aware of what's going on. So it gets a little more loose after this. You know, they start jumping. We're on day five already of seven. And like, not much has happened in the first couple of days. Like they just jump, 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 jump. And we're still only like 20 minutes, you know, not even a half hour into this movie, I don't think. And you're just trying to process like, what the fuck is going on? And they just try to throw in all this stuff so quickly and they try to make it work and they try to make it gel and it just doesn't. It just, it doesn't. I don't know. Anyway, something to be said about rushing things and uh, trying not to do that here today. I'm going to take another sip and then maybe we'll get into this Bira Moretti. Man, there's like a like a like a barnyardy kind of taste, like a, like a hay kind of profile I'm getting here. I don't know if that's just like the different barley they use or whatever over there, but yeah, it's definitely different than the stuff we have here. Not that it's bad; it's just a different profile than we're used to with all the stuff that we drink. It's like more uh, crisp, like more like uh, what's the bubbly water San Pellegrino? Hey, it's like an alcoholic version of that. So if you like San Pellegrino. Panagrino, Pellegrino, is that what it's called? Whatever. It's like that, but with alcohol. <laughs> um, okay, so that was my elbow popping. Sorry if you guys heard that. I crack all the time because I'm old. We're jumping more and more, and she turns into, you know, she was full detective mode, and she starts looking up, you know, this video, and she just keeps watching it and, like, fucking everything up, and, you know, she, like, breaks the machine at work because she's a reporter, so she has access to all these different recording equipments and stuff that other people don't have. That's how she made the copy in the first place. And we get to the, um, we get to the scene where she's like trying to like play with the, do you guys remember like tracking on, on videotapes where it would kind of like the lines would come across. So that's what's happening. And she's trying to like see, cause there's like another frame and there's like a lighthouse in it that, she, you know, she eventually sees. And that's the clue. Apparently she starts looking up, lighthouses and then she finds out some lady with a horse and I, it's just a weird angle to make i mean i kind of get like you know you're un, unveiling all these crew clues and all this stuff i'm tripping on my words again i'm sorry and it, it's just it's just random and again it just feels so messy and just you know just shoved together and all that stuff and so we're getting closer to like the the last two days which is like the meat of the movie this is where everything really you know happens the first five days are rushed and she's in the midst of doing all this research and all this stuff um you know she comes up she has like a like a bad dream where samara who is the the haunted girl with the you know the hair down in front of her face and she's super creepy um she like grabs her and tries to like show her something and you know she it's, it's a nightmare and rachel you know, wakes up and she like walks out and sees her son, you know, <laughs> watching the fucking ring movie, uh, you know, and she freaks out. She's like, why baby? Why? Well, like if you were such a shitty mom and you're like paying attention to your fucking kid, maybe that wouldn't have happened. You know, it just, uh, she irritates me so bad. Like these two characters, like I, I act, I'm hoping they die. Not the kid. I hope he like, gets away and like CYS or whatever comes and takes him away and uh, you know, all this stuff, but that doesn't happen. Um, he's stuck with shitty mom, Rachel. Uh, Rachel calls Noah 
who this is the forced love interest from before where they have this like awkward, you know, interaction or whatever. And says, our son has watched the video. So you're like, oh, great. I guess that was supposed to be a big. <gasps> no, it was <laughs> it was not. There was no big reveal there. It was like, oh, OK, that old thing. Now they want to be, you know, Noah's like, I'll be over. They come over and they want to be a family together again. I guess he's like, I'll be a dad. I'll be supportive. And then they bail on the kid again. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, let's just figure all this out. I'll take you. There's only two days left. They wait until the last two days to like team up and try to figure all this out. And um, Noah's trying to do his thing. He's going to like a mental hospital looking for some chick's name that they found in the newspapers. And Rachel goes off to this farm. She has to take like a ferry. And um, there's a weird scene where it, it's kind of creepy, also kind of cool and very sad all at the same time. She walks up to a, a horse trailer and uh, she's just like, hey, what's up? And the horse starts freaking the fuck out and like breaks out of this trailer and is just stampeding all around this fucking ferry. And everybody's like, you know, panicking, trying to get it under control. This horse wants nothing to do with it. Starts sprinting towards the fucking front of the ship which is where uh where our friend is um old rachel and dives over top of her and kills itself in the water and believe it or not that's our kill of the week <laughs> now i know that the horse kind of killed itself but i'm gonna give rachel credit for that one because she's the crazy one that fucking put all this in motion um yeah, and then they just show it. Like <laughs> I didn't think they were going to show this horse like drowning. That was kind of fucking sad. I don't even like horses. I don't have anything against them. They're just kind of like I just don't like them. They're creepy, man. Um, so all of this has happened, right? There's still over an hour left of this movie, and you're like, they like it feels like there's two days left. It feels like they're getting closer to something happening, you know. And, uh, no, no, it just keeps going. It just keeps going. Noah's at the mental hospital trying to figure out, trying to find the tape, trying to get something, some other clue. Rachel finds the, uh, the house where this woman who, you know, with the horses, uh, where she lived. And you would assume that that's, you know, she has something to do with a little girl, Samara. And, uh, there's a guy there and he's tending to his farm and all this stuff. And he's mad that she's there. And uh, he finds out that she's there because of this tape, tells her to leave. She doesn't. Well, she does. She goes and talks to like some psychiatrist and the psychiatrist gives her something. She heads back over. Let me, let me check my old, uh, let me check my old notes here. Cause it, it just jumps around a lot. And this is like kind of confusing at this point. Also, I cracked into this beer already, and it is very similar to the uh, to the Peroni. So, if you guys are into the Peronis, if that's your uh, exotic beer of choice this weekend, um, if you see this beer already, pretty much the same thing. You're not gonna you're not gonna hate it. It's pretty good. So, Samara is the little girl. We know this. <laughs> I don't know why I started off like that, <laughs> man, this movie, I just, it's hard to, to try to like go and talk about key scenes because so much shit happens and, and it's kind of messy and it's kind of coming through on the podcast. 
it's kind of coming through is like is like a messy episode and because this movie in itself it's like you're trying to give the information and go along in the movie but because this movie is so fucking erratic and all over the place and it like feels like it doesn't make sense but it's it's just enough to keep you going you know you kind of want to see the payoff and um i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing this was runner up for the kill of the week though uh rachel pisses off samara's dad and uh he cracks her upside the fucking head with i don't know if there was an object or what but he's standing behind her while she's watching some video and i i'm not sure if it was the uh the ring video or she's watching like a home video and he cracks her upside the head and uh he grabs the tube tv off the ground right we all know we talked about this before we know how heavy these things are he's like a fucking 70 year old man carries it upstairs like quickly has this elaborate setup in his bathroom, right? There's like a bunch of shit. There's like VHS tapes and VCRs going and like a stereo and a TV and all this like shoddy wiring. And he's, the bathtub's running. He's like, I see where this is going. And he's like, I'm tired of these dreams. I'm, you guys will, won't leave me alone. This is the only way to do it. And he fucking kills himself. <laughs> Just fries himself uh in a rather shocking way yeah that was a bad one um yeah electrocutes himself to death with all this stuff and uh right in front of rachel doesn't give a fuck like hey please leave i'm gonna kill myself nope just does it right in front of her (laughs) and uh miraculously old noah just shows up right in time to say hey it's okay everything's all right like no bro i just watched somebody fucking electrocute myself or electrocute themselves right in front of me and (laughs) now doesn't water like if you have like an electric current in it isn't that water like considered live they're just chilling right outside the bathroom noah and fucking rachel and noah's like oh gnarly or whatever he says some dumb white guy thing and they're just standing out like what if, if that water touches you are you not also going to die like fucking leave 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 get out of there go cry somewhere else <sighs> so the wild goose chase continues they're trying to figure out how to stop this. They go all the way back to the motel. They don't even tell you how this motel is relevant. Not that I could see, but this is where I guess it's like on their property, like or with their old property or something. Um, they go back to the motel. They rent a room, and the room has, you know, the Noah throws a hissy fit. Like I just wish we had a a sign. And he knocks over a bunch of marbles and they all collect and gather in the center of this like living space. Well, conveniently there's an ax and he breaks the, you know, whatever gets the ax. They hack up the floor. There's the well it's day seven. They're running out of time. They're looking what's down there. They got flashlights, all this stuff. Something happens. There's like water pouring out of the, uh, of the TV and all the screws are loosening and, all this stuff from the floor, which was a cool effect, but it didn't really do anything. So I don't know why they were showing that TV comes loose. Something breaks, knocks fucking Rachel down into the pit, into this well, which she, that would kill her. Cause it's like not that deep. Um, she'd have been dead, but no, apparently she's, she's totally fine. And, uh, Noah's like, just hold on. I'll go get help. <laughs> so she's hanging out down there. And um, Samara talks to her, you know, through like visions and appears and, you know, it's, it all comes together. You find out that uh, 
her dad, Samara's dad, did not want her at all. Cause she was she was weird. There was something going on with her. They sent her to some kind of like asylum for tests. And, you know, they couldn't figure it out. She was just like evil. And she's like, I want to hurt people. And she's like, I don't, I'm not sorry about it. Which is kind of fucking dark, which is kind of, you know, that part was kind of cool. Um, and the mom was like, you know, I wanted, I wanted a kid. I wanted you, but I got this version of you. And this is, you know, this version of a kid, this evil entity. So she ends up killing, well, you think, puts a bag over little Samara's head, tosses her ass down in the fucking well. And it's revealed that that's how long Samara lived in that well was seven days. So there's this touching moment where Rachel like holds the dead body of the, you know, Samara, the corpse. And that's it, right? You're thinking this is the end of the movie. It's done. They call the police. Everybody's fine. They recover the body. They, you know, put her down in her final resting place, all this stuff. Rachel comes home to, I can't remember what the kid's name is because they barely talk about him the whole fucking time. Comes home to the kid, tuck him in. It's this nice romantic moment. You know, Noah and Rachel, they found their way back. Everything's great. Fairy tale ending, right? Fucking wrong. And uh, we're off again. <laughs> Noah does this. Call me tomorrow and the day after and the day after. Yeah, we get it. Okay, you guys are getting back together. So Rachel has, has lived. She has lived past uh, through Samara's curse. It's done. Everything's done. They're not worried about anything anymore. She wakes up the next morning, goes and lays in bed with her kid, and she's talking, and he says, you know, well, you know, just what would you do? And he's like, she, Rachel says, it's fine. Everything's good. We we got her out of the well, and, and everything's fine. And he's like, why did you do that? You weren't supposed to do that. She never sleeps. Again, <laughs> why does... Why does that matter whether she's out of the fucking well or not? <laughs> so she's calling Noah to answer the phone. Like, fuck, you might be in danger. Well, Noah's not answering. Phone's ringing, phone's ringing. TV comes on in his, in his apartment. He goes, turn, turns it off. Goes back. Turn, you know, TV comes back on. He turns around. He's just staring. And it's a different scene from that video that you've seen now a couple times, which is like, you know, these erratic kind of creepy images and whatnot. And he's just staring at it and he sees Samara kind of get out of the well and walk over super fucking creepy. She comes right up to the screen and comes out of the screen. And here's the iconic, like this girl, she is not in the film very long. She's barely in it in this one. And not really until the end. But if you see this girl, you know immediately where she's from. And that's part of the reason why I did this movie, um, regardless of rating and even how uh, how I felt about it most of, the, most of the movie. The ending kind of, you know, it bumped the rating up a little bit because I was going to give it even less. But the, the ending, how, how it all kind of finished, you know, I guess that's what an ending is. Um, kind of boosted it, you know, another point and a half or so. So give me one more sip here. And we'll wrap this thing up. Smart cry, 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 cry. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Samara crawls out of the TV 
you know, on all fours, water dripping everywhere. And she's just like this, like sinister, just empowered entity, right? She's so fucking creepy and just like intimidating. And she walks over and uh, cutscene. That's it. Rachel's still calling and freaking out and flying. She's in her car trying to get there. She gets there, opens the door, and uh, she sees nobody there. The TV's on. Noah's in a chair, facing away, obviously. And she goes up and spins him around, screams, freaks out. And they don't show him right away, which kind of you know kind of bugs me. That's what I want to see. Uh, but it is PG-13, so they don't show too much of anything because, uh, God forbid, we'd be scary. And on her way back down, she's she's panicking. She sees the uh, the new fling kind of like walking upstairs. She doesn't say anything. She just hides and just like, yep, okay, your problem now. Doesn't call the cops. Doesn't say, hey, something's going on here. She abandoned her kid again at the fucking house all by himself. Like, I get it if he was like 14. This kid's like eight. <laughs> and And she just keeps ditching him. So she gets back to the house. And instead of, you know... <laughs> embracing your kid and being nice and all this stuff. She's like, go to your fucking room. And he's like, what the hell did I do? He's just like coloring. Like he's not doing anything wrong. She grabs the tape. She starts burning the tape. Then panics, has all these weird flashbacks, runs in, gets her kid, brings him out. Then they make a copy of the tape. So she just burned a, the tape and then she made a copy of the tape <laughs> like this in like 30 seconds. She changes her mind. Like, I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand the ending here. And and the little kids like, are we bad people? If we you know give this to other people, is it going to hurt them? And mom's like, I don't, I don't know. And then that's the end. That's it. So it's a cool concept, the ring overall. Um, I remember being much better when I was younger and maybe it's because I can't see through like the bad storyline or like maybe the execution. The story idea is pretty cool, but the execution, not great uh, in my opinion. Again, six and a half out of 10. This is a movie I'd probably recommend for, you know, your younger crowd that's maybe, maybe they're not into blood and guts, you know, and they don't, you don't, you're not comfortable showing them that stuff. Uh, there isn't a lot of that here. You get a couple quick flashes of like, uh, you know, a dead body and, and that's it. I like how this is the line. This is a serious conversation that I'm having right now. Like if they're not into blood and guts, they only show a dead body like once or twice, very briefly, you know, it's very palatable for a young person. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with us horror fans? Anyway, that's about it. Uh, like I said, six and a half out of 10, um, uh, the ending was, was, you know, kind of helped redeem it because I like the fact that it wasn't a happy ending. Um, it was it, it was heading that way. Very, very cheesy kind of fucking whatever. But no, uh, they, did not, they did not escape the wrath of Samara. And I'm kind of half tempted to look into the ring too, cause, but I don't know if I've ever seen it. And I don't know how it would be when I have to look at the ratings and all that stuff. But maybe we'll do that in a future episode. Uh, thank you again for participating in our our. Uh, our poll that we had up uh, that, that led for this movie to um, be reviewed. I got to get going here. It's got a text. Um, 
not that you guys need to know that, but I was just telling you if you heard the vibrate. <laughs> so, um, yep, they're telling me to get my ass here. So without further ado, that's the third time you hear this. Guys, this is John, Little Hops of Horse Podcast. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Instagram. Um, we try to post funny stuff on our story. I'm not going to blow up my fucking feed with a bunch of stuff like that. But uh, my story, I keep going every day. Always try to keep it fun. Facebook, um, I already said that. Spotify, Apple, Apple Music, or Apple iTunes. Whatever the fuck I, Apple people listen to stuff on. Apple Podcasts. There we go. Um, and Google Podcasts. We're on everything next week. Insidious. After that, we'll see. But until next time, cheers.